try it. All right. We're going. We're, going. We're, We're rolling. Going. We're rolling. Hello. Welcome to the Uninformed Catholic. Jed the Ex-Missionary here. And Jeremy the Ex-Missionary here. Jed, what are you talking about? We're not ex-missionaries. You can never be that. Thank you, Jeremy. That was... Dang it, I said that in the last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to cover um, some fun stuff on Pope Francis, uh, which I think will be a trend <laughs> in, in, our, in our podcasting. And I don't think we're ever going to be left with a shortage of things to talk about after uh, the number of things that have been popping up in my Google Now feed on my phone. Yeah, just kind of a, a nice constant feed of different things coming up with the Catholic Church. Pope Francis is a, a big theme there. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame just just uh, burned down as well, which is horrible. Yeah, I almost feel like there could be like a tagline for uh, for these things, these current events with Pope Francis would be like, Pope Francis and things he does, good for our podcast and bad for the church. Uh, yeah, that's an increasing trend. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, he is still the Pope, though. <laughs> He's still the Pope. We have to... Throw that out there quick. We have to honor the Early office. in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not Sede Vacantis. Boom, 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 said a contests yeah yet uh, just kidding just kidding just ever, kidding i ever. promise i'm kidding i promise i'm jed gave me the death stare for a set what the we can cut that <laughs> yeah maybe that's a sign all right yeah let's get going jeremy so tell me about what's been happening with pope francis uh a lot of things but i i actually had recently sent jed an article about pope francis kissing the feet of one Actually, I think it was two Saudi Arabian. It was uh, three, actually. It was three. So it was yeah. people from South Sudan. I'm I'm reading here, uh, South Sudan leaders, and um, so pretty much what happened. And I'm reading this article from CNN. Uh, a video released by the Vatican shows an aide on Thursday assisting the 82 year old Pope Francis, who was breathing heavily so he could kiss the feet of President Salva Kiir. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I'm not even going to try to say the last name. It's all good. Um. He then moved on to the vice president's designate, uh, again, names that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, and apparently these two were once rivals. Um, and uh, Pope Francis pretty much got on their feet, begging them to maintain, I guess, a disposition of peace. A toward, peace treaty? Yeah. Or something. I think, I think they signed the peace treaty, and he, I don't know if there's like a thank you or just like, please don't go back on your word kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so actually the, the quote... Uh, is as follows. Uh, to you three who have signed a peace agreement, the Pope said, I ask you, brother, to remain in peace. The South Sudan politicians were staying at the Pope's Vatican residence uh, for an unprecedented two-day spiritual retreat, which was the idea of the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, uh, the head of the Anglican Church. So what we have here is the Anglican head of their church, is Archbishop... I guess, is asking the Pope to host the South Sudan president and vice presidents, I guess they have two of those, uh, for a retreat in the Vatican. And the Vicar of Christ gets down on all fours and begins to kiss their feet. 
And I guess just in, in our day and age, the vicar of Christ is now subservient to uh, bishops of other uh, churches that are outside of the Catholic Church now. Pretty much everyone, yeah, yeah, he, he does what they want. Uh, I, I mean, this kind of seems to be a trend, I think, just him getting on his knees. Uh, you know, he, he had the, the foot washing of the um, refugees recently. Uh, he gets prayed over by charismatic Protestants and, and Islam, and, and he's always on his knees for that stuff. Um, yeah, Jeremy, what's your take? Give me <laughs> the the lowdown on the Vicar of Christ getting on all fours to to kiss their feet. And if you watch the video, actually, he he has to get helped up by his aide, um, walks to the next one and gets back down. And and I don't think they know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just find the whole thing incredibly strange. Um, and, and first, you have to kind of wonder what is actually the Pope's motivation. Um, so the thing, I mean, every lots of people are going to look look at this and, and think it's an act of great humility, and he's just kind of been universally demonstrating that um, throughout interactions he's had with many different groups, uh, as we just talked about. Um, and I kind of wonder if, if it's an act of humility or if he's trying to appear humble um, rather than actually, you know, uh, being uh, authentically humble here. Um, and it just, like, like we were saying, it's just really like, like the vicar of Christ on earth, he's supposed to be, you know, the most powerful man on earth, uh, you know, standing in, you know, uh, shepherding the flock, uh, through the time, through the times until Christ returns. And here he is just, you know, looking to humble himself before all different ranks of men. Um, and it's just very strange. And, and I think, it also weakens, you know, further weakens in the eyes of the world that the Catholic Church uh, sees herself as the the one and only uh, path uh, to Jesus Christ and salvation. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just, it further confuses Catholics and, you know, from, from everything Pope Francis has done, again, again, uh, just humbling himself, humbling, of course, in, in like quotation marks here. Uh, before these uh, South Sudan leaders or um, just l like washing the feet, all the things that we just mentioned, um, it just kind of brings into question, you know, why why is he undermining the office of the Pope? Why why is he in a, in a constant state of groveling to other people and not demanding uh, any level of uh, respect or honor for the Catholic Church and uh, who she is and who her identity is in, in the greater... Uh, scope of humanity. Um, and I, I, I just, I, I think that, um, I think it's very confusing to all of us at this point. And, uh, I, I think we all just want, want the Holy Father to be, uh, an example and a leader for Catholics. You know, uh, I, I remember, uh, one of the, one of the priests, the priests that, uh, I like to listen to on that channel Jed and I had referenced earlier, Census Fidelium, um, he uh, he had preached at one point about how Pope Francis, when he took uh, the office of the Vicar of Christ, uh, that you know he he refused to accept a lot of the uh, deeply symbolic um, garbs of the Pope. Uh, he didn't take on the red shoes, which I've heard now uh, symbolize the Pope's um, willingness to lead the flock into martyrdom, you know, for Christ, um, and. Again, like 
the willingness to lead the flock into martyrdom for Christ. Like that means, um, you know, we're willing to stand for the truth uh, to the point of death. And that's not what the Pope is exemplifying here by, you know, seemingly bending his will to, you know, or bending to the will of the world, excuse me. Yeah. And he's just, uh, you know, he's continually demonstrated that, um, you know, I mean, you kind of see where I'm going with this, Jed? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think one of the bigger issues or kind of in line with that is that we are looking for uh, a, like the, the chair of St. Peter, the vicar of Christ to um, lead us. And then B, we have a lot of questions about the things he's doing and we either get uh, hit with an ambiguous response or no response, you know, uh, refusing to speak at any time someone seeks to uh, question anything he does that is, is questionable. Uh, we see this a lot in interviews. We see it a lot in his statements, um, you know, I will not say one word was a big one with the, I think that was with Vigano, uh, the first Vigano letter. And um, I think it's just like, we're just seeing this this Pope kind of do these very radical things that even, even by the world aren't really making sense. <laughs> uh, it was one thing back in the day when at least, you know, like major news outlets liked him. But here, if you read like the Vatican site and then you read the the Remnant, which is a, a arguably a very conservative uh, source, which is also one of the only sources that picked up this article. I mean, most places didn't even blink at it. Um, and then you read CNN; it it never sounds good. It they like they can't make it sound good. They're like, oh yeah, like the the Pope, the head of the Catholic Church. You know, he leads. I don't know what is it, a little over a billion people, uh, at least in name, that are Catholic. And yeah, yeah, he sees these leaders of Sudan and, and he gets down on all fours and kisses them. He's like 82 years old. Uh, and, and that sends a signal. And, and whether or not that sends like a horrible signal to everyone, uh, I'm sure some people don't, don't see it as a huge issue. They see it as humble, great, whatever. Okay, let's, let's ride that train for a minute. So this Pope is super humble. He loves to get on his knees. He, he gets on his knees when Protestants are praying over him, when, when Muslims are praying with him, when he's kissing people's feet. Um, and you know <laughs> to wash refugees' feet, and and then if if you just do a quick search, um, or look at any news outlet that's Catholic, he won't get on his knees before the Blessed Sacrament or refuses to uh, in times that would be appropriate a lot. I also think it's important to interject here and point out a false equivalency here. So like um, you know Pope Francis uh, bending down to wash the feet of. Uh, you know, these, these leaders of Sudan. Um, kiss, kiss the feet. Yeah. What did I say? You said wash the feet. <laughs> whatever. W- kiss the feet or whatever. You could, okay, yeah. So anyway. But well, he did wash the refugees, so I don't know which one you're referring to. There. Yeah, whatever. Washing the feet of, yeah, kissing the feet, washing the feet. Okay. It, it's, so kneeling it's, in general. It's it's a sa- the same kind of gesture, but uh, kneeling in general, and uh, we'll, we'll go with washing the feet because it's uh, more pertinent to the analogy that I'm going to make here. Um. When, when Jesus washed the feet of, you know, like Pope Francis is probably thinking along the lines of the humility that Jesus made. I mean, I don't need, or I'm not even sure if I would say humility, but like the act that Jesus... The, the ser- servanthood, the servant leadership. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, so the servant leadership that Jesus demonstrated by washing the feet of his uh, apostles. Um, 
And I think Pope Francis might be thinking of it along those lines, but I think it's also important to understand that when Jesus did that, he was washing the feet of his followers, and Pope Francis is down washing the feet of people who are not his followers. Right, yeah, I don't know if any of them were actually Catholic. It said um, Muslims, Hindus, and Christians, so maybe some of the Christians were Catholic, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I... I mean, I, I think I think um, I, I think a lot of this is just again Pope Francis. Like we we've talked, I, I've talked about this with a couple of my friends, and uh, you can almost call it like either virtue signaling or you know just like humble bragging or whatever, doing something to appear humble, like um, a, like a false humility. Yeah, like a false humility. So, I mean, I, th- I think we were saying earlier on we suspect that that could be some of what's what's going on here, um, and uh, you know. Again, the world doesn't really like the Catholic Church uh, trying to assume a, a place of uh, higher morality. So when Pope Francis does anything like this, it really it really caters to, you know, to to the to what the world would want the Pope to be doing. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. I think that Jeremy made a good point there. Um, I like that Jesus uh, washed the feet of his followers and his disciples. Actually, so I mean, these were essentially like his bishops. <laughs> You know, let's say Jesus is the Pope, which yeah. is which is not not <laughs> correct. But uh, yeah. then, then he's <laughs> he's washing the feet of his bishops, and and now we have the the, the current head of the church on earth, um, getting down and, and washing the feet of anyone but those in his church, and basically showing us that 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 servant leadership extends to those who oppose us in a lot of things. And uh, in uh, in Matthew uh, in Matthew ten twenty two. Uh, Jesus said, uh, "You will be hated. You will be hated uh, of all men for my name's sake, but uh, you who endure to the end will be saved." Um, and uh, I, I think it just raises a red flag when when the Pope um, is so loved by everybody in the world when he when he does things such as such as this, and uh, you know, and then it concerns uh, you know the Catholics who most want to follow follow God. I, I think that it speaks very strongly to, you know, something being out of place here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I just want to throw out there one little, uh, basically just a comment. I think I saw it on Twitter um, the day it happened, and someone posted it and said, um, like, what, what's the deal here? People can't kiss your hands because of germs, but, but you can kiss the feet of <laughs> three other people. Uh, and, and I know that the Vatican spokesperson said uh, it was for the safety of other people's germs, you know, uh, so that they don't get sick kissing his ring or whatever it was. Uh, it just seems kind of funny, kind of backwards. Mm-hmm. They have very different germs over in Sudan. <laughs> yeah, especially on the feet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cleanest part of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I mean, we could probably go on in the history of this. I mean, his his Morocco visit, uh, you know, him him washing the other feet, but... Uh, I think that we just kind of wanted to point out some of the issues with this. Uh, I also want to point out that, again, to what I was saying, the spin that the world is putting on this, uh, CNN closes saying um, that, uh, actually it's the Vatican that said this, which is also not surprising. Uh, The official media outlet of the Holy See called the Pope's gesture surprising and moving, um, and that one could not, uh, that it could not be understood except uh, with climate, uh, the climate of reciprocal forgiveness that is characterized by the two days of the retreat. So, you know, it's it's being it's being spun very much with, uh, you know, 
kind of like uh, endorsing Pope Francis's agenda here and, and, you know, just going along and riding the wave of uh, the approval of the world going on, you know, here throughout this whole thing. Yeah, we're seeing seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of, oh, this is so humble. This is so um, good. It's merciful, forgiveness, like ecumenism, like whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> but I think one of the important things, I did mention that he doesn't kneel uh, before the, the sacrament, and that might be uh, different in nature, uh, also not right, but... It, there just seems to be something with him where he he wants to be. I, I don't I don't know. Like we talked about, this is oh so humble, but like, I mean, how much attention is he getting over this by news sources? And 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 the real humble thing is to just kind of do what you're supposed to do and try not to stand out that much, uh, but also to recognize your authority. I mean, you're the you're the you're the successor of Saint Peter. We're looking for you to. To act like it, we're looking for you to lead the the Church of Christ, the the true, the one true religion there, um, and and we're looking for answers. I mean, we're I'm, I'm only 25, and Jeremy, I'm 28. Yeah, so. I, I would like to say I'm only 28, but I'm not I'm not sure I'm going to be <laughs> able to say I'm only blank. Still young to a lot of people. My, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Still young still to in a lot the of early people. early part of our lives. I'm pretty young compared uh, to Pope Francis, especially today. our adult lives. Yeah, exactly. And and we're looking for someone to look up to and someone to lead, and and we want to be careful because there's there's the world the world uh, is offering a lot of solutions. Uh, that's why we kind of make make a little jokes at set of a contest and SSPX. Uh, Got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know they offer apparent solutions to this this immediate problem, and and I don't think that's the way to go. So we're really looking for strong leaders, strong cardinals. Um, having trouble finding a lot of them. Uh, that's just kind of how it is right now, and mm-hmm. and, and it's tough because any questions that do get asked, you know, um, name some people: Burke and and Schneider, uh, Bishop Schneider, Cardinal Cardinal Burke, uh, that do question him, kind of just either don't get answers or get not really real answers. <laughs> I also think we don't understand the, the full scope of like the politics that go on behind the scenes too. I mean, yeah. I, f- I feel like people who are as strongly convicted as them, like uh, there, there's something else at play if, if they're, you know, being as reserved as they are about the whole thing. Yeah. The amount of silence uh, is kind of scary. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of things we could say on that. Maybe that'll, that'll take another episode, even just uh, examining, you know, the people mm-hmm. who are most strongly spoken on the traditional and conservative scale, and and asking ourselves why, like what what is being held over their heads. Yeah, and I mean, especially even if you want to take the example of uh, Archbishop Vigano, um, you know, he went into hiding after he revealed what he knew, um, and he only did so because he was at the end of his life and and knew that he would have to answer before God soon. So I mean, if if for sure if if that's you know if those were the conditions on you know, under which he decided to, uh, uh, reveal his knowledge, then that, that speaks to how, you know, the gravity of the repercussions that, that would take place after, yeah, after such sure. an action. So I was just talking to Jeremy about this before, uh, with, with James Grine, I think is how you say his name. He was the, uh, one of the people who testified against McCarrick. Actually, that's something we can all get on board with even Pope Francis there, um, is just like, what an awful thing. <laughs> what an awful lifetime of 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 uh, an ordained cleric is that how I would say that yeah <laughs> it wasn't just his, his in his cardinal times but uh, it, I mean he he lives right now with a guy across his house protecting him 
uh, he mentions in, in one of the podcasts that he interviews with Taylor Marshall. And he's just kind of scared to talk about a lot of it, even though he says things that are astounding to me. Um, kind of, yeah, makes the point that he's got to stay quiet for a while, that he's got a guy living across that from his home that, you know, is, yeah. is watching after him. So. We, could, we could probably do a podcast entirely on that subject later on. But uh, one thing sure, that one sure. thing that Jed said, like I, I actually hadn't seen, and I'm really surprised I hadn't seen this podcast yet. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently there, there's tremendous weight to everything that this guy was revealing, and it, it, it's stuff that's almost on the scale of like you would hear it from a paranoid conspiracy theorist. And Jed was saying that that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like there was stuff that he wouldn't share uh, out of fear of being killed, and uh, right, right. that that just speaks to the the scope of the, you know, the gravity of whatever else is hidden. Like, it's just... Yeah, I mean, someone like that really doesn't have a reason to lie. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and if he's saying there's things he can't say, uh, and the things he's saying are wild to, I mean, hopefully any Catholic that doesn't know about it. Um, yeah, that's that's something to, to, to take to heart. I mean, it, it's going to be... It's hard to get this information out there because it, it's so, like, other... Like, almost otherworldly, like... Uh, I, I would have trouble explaining something like this to my mother. She would never believe any of this. And I, I, you know, she's an example in her, in her own right. But like, I, I feel like it's just so out there. Most people are going to dismiss it as like a paranoid conspiracy theory. And, uh, you know, that, that's something I think that through this podcast, actually, I want to, I want to see if Jed and I can, you know, figure out how to unpack some of this in such a way that people will be able to understand it, um, and see why it, it's not, just a conspiracy theory, uh, and I, I mean anything, anything you know, along along the lines of what we're talking about here. Whether it's uh, you know the McCarrick situation or anything about Freemasonry or the St. Gallen's Mafia or anything like that. Yeah, pretty much any of this. I mean, hopefully we'll get into a lot of it. But uh, to that point, I think a lot of it is getting bogged down. A lot of people don't want to see the truth or don't believe that this could be the truth. And and uh, one of those things that I. I think should be obvious after what is it 2002 spotlight the whole Boston scandal and then the outbreak of scandal everywhere um or knowledge of scandal I I just feel like it should be normal like everyone should want to know what's going on and how did the church get to this point uh and it it's just amazing to me how many people still reject things like that in light of the amount of abuse that's gone down, abuse of power, abuse of, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at a certain point you have to wonder what are, what are these people actually trying to, like, are they trying to defend something like, uh, c- cause I, I feel like the people, uh, who would be, tr- you know, uh, in, who would be in a place of disbelief, like, uh, Either either they just think it's completely insane, or they're trying to defend the post conciliar church, and I really don't see. It doesn't seem likely to me that they'd be trying to defend the church because I, I I just think people in that in that boat just don't care enough to, you, you know what I mean? Like there there's not really any any conviction one way or another. So I, I don't I don't really know what the what the roadblock is here, and I I think that's going to be part of what Jed and I are going to be exploring throughout this podcast. For sure, we have a lot of questions, <laughs> a lot of unpacking. Uh, kind of to, to bring it back, maybe it's just a part of the culture where, um, you know, people are people are corrupt. <laughs> There's a lot of money being flown around, and um, the Pope gets down on his all fours and kisses some people's feet. That's cool, bro. You do you, 
and and it's weird to us. <laughs> uh, we're looking for a strong leader of the church, and and the world is kind of saying like, yeah, like he just wants to do his thing and be a little humble and 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 show that to other people, and 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 that's cool. They don't care about what's what's beneath that. It'd be kind of like if uh, if uh, Nazi Germany came back. And they started attacking America, and and the uh, the main general in charge. I know nothing about the military, by the way. Yeah. The main general in charge, like they were like, General, what do we do? And he's like, I really think we need to change the type of chocolates we have in the office. Like I feel I feel like that that's the kind of stuff that Pope Francis is doing right now. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, <laughs> I think we're gonna do an episode on on. Um Gosh, what's his name? Uh, Archbishop Wilton Gregory. He's going to take over for D.C., so uh, presumably he'll be the cardinal there uh, unless, you know, Pope Francis changes that too. But um, we're going we're gonna to unpack that too, and I think that uh, that's going to be interesting because it, it speaks a lot to the point of like, okay, what's, what's going on, what's important, and what's this guy's M.O.? And with the Pope, um, We've seen his MO is don't talk about abortion, don't talk about LGBTQ stuff unless you know it's in a positive way, mm-hmm. uh, and and let's let's worry about climate change. Uh, let's worry about uh, no one being in hell, <laughs> whatever. Uh, some some weird things have been said. Let's or, make or sure we're just, kissing the feet of the United Nations. Yeah, just just some ignorance, kind of <laughs> in there, and then and then he he like kind of. He brushes off some major issues. I mean, if 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 the Catholic Church is truly against abortion, then then it's the biggest slaughter of all time, the biggest genocide of all time, and the Pope's kind of like, yeah, we talk about that too much, you know. Yeah, no, the, that, big, the that, biggest that, <laughs> problem in the world is youth unemployment. Yeah, got to worry about got to worry about that, and we got to definitely make sure everyone is allowed in America anytime. That's what we got to worry about. Yeah. Um, don't, despite every other country, that, that's well, that's something we can also talk about. In, in yeah, a immigration. I want to hit that. I know Taylor, Taylor and Tim hit it hard. Cardinal Sarah hit it hard. Um, I want to hit it. <laughs> that's just huge. That's. I mean, I'm I'm such a such a born and raised patriot of America. <laughs> that that's gonna be a that's one area I've never wavered on. Uh, I'm uh, me not so much. I was born and raised almost to, uh, you know. The white man's guilt. Okay, maybe we don't need to talk about that too <laughs> anyway, much. Anyway, we got a little off subject. We can cut the, that out. No, no, no. I think this is good. We'll probably just name the episodes. <laughs> we're going to just talk about his kissing of the feet, honestly. Uh, I see why people didn't pick it up too much because, I mean, I remember when, when Taylor Marshall picked up the kissing of the rings. It was a 15-minute video. This could have been, it probably was around 10 or 12 minutes when we stopped yeah. talking about it. But that's good. And, you know, uh, there's like kind of another intro video, just us testing this out. Yeah. Uh, not video, podcast. Audio podcast. Audio podcast. Um, unpacking some thoughts. We got a lot of them. We're going to be working on being more prepared for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today was just kind of like really off the cuff here. Yeah. Everything, everything kind of did not work out. <laughs> yeah. It was that's a good thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. They're, they're easy fixes to all those things. So anyway, we'll be, uh, yeah, I think one of the things we also want to do, unpack like Vatican news. Yeah, that might be a good idea too. What what is actually coming directly from the Vatican that we should talk about? Because there's a lot there. Yeah, I I think, again, I think just to bring it full circle back to what is the purpose of this podcast, uh, I think, like we talked about in our last one, I I think it's good to reiterate, but like, uh, you know, a lot of the time, I'm sure a lot of you, uh, just like us, like, will be, uh, you know, listening to the podcast and be like, man, we really wish they covered that, so... 
you know, when, when Jed and I have a thought like that, we're going to cover those things. For sure. And that's where this first episode started as uh, the, the kissing of the feet. We really wish someone had talked about it. Someone covered yeah. it. Like when it came out, I was like, oh, there's no way we'll be, we'll have time to talk about this. It's going to be covered everywhere. And, and I even posted it on Twitter and, and, and said some things and, and no one, not a peep. Uh, there were a couple, you know, likes or retweets or comments, but uh, I think other than the remnant kind of just put out a tiny video and maybe a paragraph on it. Um, I haven't really seen it on any um, traditional site. And I, th- I think the reason is it, it just seems so minor at this point. But I think I think th- I think the uh, the deal of the whole thing is that it's just symptomatic of of Pope Francis's attitude about everything Catholic at this point. Yeah, it's also odd to me that this was minor. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, he hasn't. It's not like he hasn't got on his knees before mm-hmm. for things that aren't Christ. But he, um, I mean, kissing the feet of other leaders <laughs> uh, to me, like the the kissing of I the mean, ring, not letting people kiss his ring, was like. Oh yeah, like that. That's weird. That's not right. But this was like big. I was. How could he freaking do this? But I mean, I, th- I think I think part of it is like you know with, uh, you know, with just such a rise of like multiculturalism and intersectionality and stuff like that. I just think general like categorical, um, like general categories are just like lines between them are just being blurred so much that like when we when we see Pope Francis kiss the feet of uh, sedan leaders, it just doesn't really occur to anyone that it's different than Pope Francis maybe. I don't know. Uh, any other day. <laughs> yeah, any any other day. Or, or like or him making such a gesture towards, I don't know, somebody who is also Christian. Yeah, for sure. He, I, I don't know. Are they? I, don't, I doubt they're Christian. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying like if, if, he, if he made a gesture to someone who was Christian, it, like in a similar way, it, because of like the, the general mentality of like multiculturalism and, uh, you know, all that stuff just ha- being so pervasive now. Uh, that people just wouldn't even think that there's a difference between him kissing the feet of somebody uh, from Sudan and maybe like uh, an, another Christian leader or something of that nature. Right. Yeah. Of any other non-Catholic religion. Yeah. But um, we're actually going to wrap this up soon because we're just about to approach uh, 30 minutes exactly. Yeah, that's probably a good kind of timeline to keep it in. You guys tell us what you like. I'm sure some, especially if we ever get interviews on here, those are going to be longer. That's just how it is. And uh, maybe j- we'll start another podcast for that just to keep them separate. And like we said before, I think I think we're going to be really uh, eager to uh, write down some notes and bullet points uh, to talk about. That way, we don't get derailed too much. And uh, you know, yeah, we'll go like hard. We'll be a little more uh, succinct. I think. Yeah. In the future, yeah, and and and. Yeah, just look out. We'll have some other stuff coming up. I, I really think the next one we're going to cover is on that Archbishop Wilton Gregory. Uh, let's get some some info before he moves into D.C. Uh, let's get some info on D.C. while we're at it. Why not? Yeah. All Sounds right. good. Thanks, guys. All right. This has been the Uninformed Catholic. We don't know anything. <laughs> do, do, we're do, uninformed do, and you're do, uninformed do, and we're having a good time. <laughs> Wait, I, I totally just stole the uh, the melody from yeah. freaking, uh, what's his name? Never mind. All right, we'll All edit right. that out. Take care. Peace. <laughs>